Welcome to the Inspiring Leadership podcast series. This is aimed for you aspiring leaders, whatever level you're at, whether you're beginning out in your careers as managers and leaders, whether you're in middle ranking roles, or whether you're CEOs and chairman of boards, there's always something we can all learn. And it's particularly the skills, stories, tips and techniques that you can pass on to those you lead and your teams. Hello, my name is Stephen Foster and I'm the founder of One Golden Nugget, a believer that anything is possible and a yoga enthusiast. I'd like to welcome you to the inspiring leadership series hosted by the incredible Jonathan Bowman Perks. <laughs> Stephen, thank you. I wanted humanity, humility and humour and you've given us all in a short burst. It's lovely having other series. Um, One Golden Nugget for me has been very inspiring. I found you great for wisdom and advice to me already on business and various issues, particularly because you've been through a lot in your life. We're going to be talking about that. You've had highs and lows, you've had successes and failures, and you've been very honest about it. And I think it's the authenticity was one of the other attractions and why I've enjoyed working with you and will continue to do so. So Stephen, tell us a bit about One Golden Nugget. Uh, and also then let's go back to your life journey when you as a young lad and where you began and who influenced you to be the leader you are today. Sure. Well, One Golden Nugget is something I developed three years ago, and it really started asking people for their one piece of life advice. Why? In an effort to improve myself, because I'd spent years and years building businesses and then losing them. And by the time you get to your mid-40s, it becomes really annoying to have to start again. So I just started asking people, you know, tell me one thing I can improve. And, and that, that, that turned into the phrase of the nuggets. And, uh, and, and the truth is, Jonathan, it just exploded because everybody wanted to share their story and everybody wanted to share their piece of wisdom. And, and, and often the, the, the best nuggets come in the darkest, the most challenging um, of, of situations. Because in the darkness, there's there's always there's always light. There's always the next opportunity that comes. So um, it, it was it was amazing. So anybody I asked for a nugget would would give one. It didn't matter about status. And and the the most successful people in life are often the biggest givers. So I started to collect all these amazing nuggets. We did book one, um, which was which was very successful. And we've now built a universe for sharing uh, wisdom, truth. Um, vulnerability positivity and most importantly kindness because you know in a world you can be anything be kind right uh, and that's what we're now doing so we're on a mission to raise the consciousness of humanity it's it's a big it's a big mission but but you know i believe in thinking big you know what's the what's the point in having small thoughts you know the the uh, it's just that's a waste of time so uh, so yeah we're on to something very beautiful and i'm, I'm very blessed to to be doing it Great. And, and you've you've already done one book on uh, One Golden Nugget with all the wisdom and experience. From people, and now you're on the second book. So very much looking forward to that. And we're I'd love to, love, love, to be, love to be in it. I'm glad I am. That's very kind of you. And you've got your colleague, Max, who's such a, a blast when you have One Golden Nugget live with all the founding members of, of uh, One Golden Nugget. That's such a fun evening. Really yeah, enjoy. well, yeah, the Nugget Live is great because, it, you know, it brings everybody together in, into the into this space. And, you know, we have a keynote speaker and 
people share wisdom and then they network and connect and it's just been an absolute joy so yes we produce it because you know Max and I have spent the best part of 30 years creating shows and producing things so we've just used all that experience and put it into the nugget live and uh, you, you know it goes on for hours you know it's only supposed to be an hour and it goes you know, the last one went on for three hours I can't get rid of people in the end they're, just, they're having a great time and you know people you know I do believe that business you know should you know should be fun you know you know otherwise it's so oh, exhausting so you know we, we turn we turn our, our failures or, or temporary failures in, into into points of, of laughter a lot of the time and and discuss it and uh, you know because everyone's been through that you know everyone's been through that temporary failure there, there isn't anybody successful that hasn't experienced it so uh, yeah we have a great time at Nugget Live it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, well done on all that you can doing and continue to do. But let's take you right back to a young lad and parents upbringing. You know, what's your story and, and how has that shaped you? So, yeah, I, I had a very, very happy childhood, actually. Mum and dad were very loving people. And um, and I look back on my childhood now with with, with real joy. Um, you know, at, at school, I was completely hopeless. And, uh, you know, often I'd sit there and daydream the whole time because I just I didn't see the point of it. Um, uh, and actually, that's a mistake because learning is the greatest gift you can give yourself. But, you know, I was always in a, I was always in the creative mode and I couldn't really remember things particularly. And I wasn't I wasn't a, a good student, but I found my, uh, my my joy in in starting to play music when I was very young, you know, 10, something to learn piano and then guitar and went on from there and that was really really my outlet for for life um so i left school at 15 i you know didn't bother with it and, and and went to just i got a job in a bank of all things um and that taught me a lot about not wanting to to have a job um because because it was almost dead man's shoes you know you could only move up when somebody moved on and um i remember being like 16 and working at working at the bank and and uh, and this guy, he offered me the opportunity to buy some fake Rolex watches, and I did, and and I sold them, and I made more money in in out of that, you know, for two months' money in a week, and I thought, God, you know, this this got to be a different way, um, you know, so I wanted to hustle, I, you know, I really got the buzz off of that, so quickly I learned that, you know, I was totally unemployable, it's a complete waste of time, you know, um and and started my, my my first business so you know yeah and my, my you know my childhood was great we lived all over the world in different if different countries because my dad was in the oil business and and you know my brother and, and and um it was a real blessing to have loving loving caring parents you know it taught me a lot and um looking back it taught me a lot at the time I didn't you know even think about it but you know the 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 feeling of love was was always there and, and that that's such a beautiful gift so yeah that's kind of sums up my childhood is, is, mm. is love mm. really and, yeah and what a great thing yeah and and then going into these different businesses that you've experimented in some have worked some have not uh tell us about some of those Tell us about some of those. Well, I started my first business at 19 because I read a book um, called How to Make Money from the Music Business. And, and in there was this idea that you could, you, could, um, you could replicate cassette tapes. You know, remember the old cassette tapes for, I do. I for do. local bands? And I thought, that's a great idea. So my dad lent me a thousand pounds and I went and bought three cassette decks. And uh, then I started advertising, you know, and, and knocking on people's doors, studio owners, recording studio owners, saying, oh, I can duplicate 
the masters that you create for your bands and stuff. And so I did that and, and I got a few orders in and it was, it was going okay. And then, and then I was very blessed to get involved with the Prince's Trust, which is obviously run by Prince Charles. And, and they just started this um, idea of supporting people that have come out of education with practically nothing and lending them some money. So they lent me 5,000 pounds and I bought some new, new equipment and, 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 and it's, it's all going on you know, rather well. And, and I started duplicating cassettes for local bands and I've got a real taste for business. Um, and at the same time, I'm then out as a live performer gigging and, and DJing and, and earning money. And yeah, I was 19 and I was earning, I was earning really good money, you know, uh, back then, you know, a couple of thousand pound a month for me, you know, back in 1990 as a 19-year-old kid, you know, mm. that was good dough when my friends were earning, you know, a third of that. So, um, so I'm doing that. I'm doing that business, and and then I, I by chance discovered the dance music scene, and they were every time that, that somebody put on a a, a dance a, a, a rave that uh, they, they would uh, record it and then put it out on cassette. And I managed to at that point get one of the biggest operators in dance music in the UK, and we so I was replicating their tapes. So almost overnight, it was it was nuts because I got hit, I got them and, and then the rest followed. So we went up to, you know, we were doing, you know, a couple of hundred thousand cassettes a month. Um, and, and at this stage, I'm like 22, 23, something like that. So, you know, what I discovered was one of those beautiful gold threads of income in life that, you know, you, you, you latch onto. And we found a niche and I was delivering a great product and it was really good. So, um you know, I was onto something. I'm earning money, and then and then from then on, that that expanded, and I'm manufacturing cassette tapes, and then I built my first recording studio. So I'm doing that, um, and then one of my um, one of my biggest customers was was a company called Dreamscape, um, which was one of the the biggest um, dance music uh, companies in the world, really at, at that point, and and the the guy who owned it unfortunately died in, in a in a car crash. And they were my biggest customer. And I was, you know, oh God, you know, at that point, you know, you then got an overhead. It's like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna, you know, get through this? So somehow I managed to raise the money and I bought the company. So at 26, then I find myself as one of the biggest dance music promoters in the world. Um, and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and then I started promoting these, these dance music events. Sometimes, you know, 20,000 people would turn up at 50 quid a ticket, you know, you can start to understand the sort of money that was involved. Um, and aside from that, you know, I, I was, I was, I had a record label and, um, you know, at one point we had six albums in the top 40. Wow. Uh, so th this, this business became massive, you know, almost overnight. And, and I think the reason it did was, um, you, you know, yes, yes, fate kind of took me in that direction, but, all the time from 19, I had this image of, you know, this huge business I wanted to create and I never let go of it, even through, even through the tough moments. So by the time I'm 27, I'm owning this, this, you know, huge global empire. Nuts. Looking back. And what happened to it? Did it go down? Oh, absolutely. I lost the whole lot. How, <laughs> so how, did, you, how did you do that? Uh, you do that by spending the money, first of all, you know, because I had a poverty consciousness. So every time the money would come in, I'd spend it. Um, I didn't have proper foundations for the business. 
um, you know, it was, it was, God, um, so, 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 you know, financial um, foundations and, you know, and looking after things properly as a business that you need to. Um, and then, and then, I, and then I, I got, because I was only 27, I developed this huge ego that actually I was, I was the man, right? Um, because I had, I had no life experience at that point, really, that, that, uh, of, of failure, because I'd gone from 19 to 27 and just, it just absolutely took off. So I had no experience of failure. So I believed that I was better than I was. So then, then I thought, well, OK, well, I've got Dreamscape. Well, you know, I'll, I'll try and I want to become, you know, the next Glastonbury type thing. I want to go even bigger. This is not enough. You know, my, my house and my portion and the rest of it, it's not enough. You know, I had that, you know, I was never grateful for, for, for anything. So I've got this empire uh, and, then, and then I put on a series of events. I put two, on two events and I lost a quarter of a million pound in those two those two events um and that's a lot of cash to then suddenly not have and you've got a business and operating costs and all so so all of a sudden the cash is sucked out of it and i i you know i started to lose belief in myself and what i was doing and all of a sudden you then get into this spiral where other that the problems just increase and you start focusing on those problems uh, and um yeah, oh God, it was, you know, so, so, but then by the time I'm 31, you know, I've lost the entire lot, you know, I've lost my house. You know, I remember, I remember being at one of those dance music events and um, the music, I can hear the music pumping away in the background and I'm in this field just completely on my own. And I just sat there and cried and cried because I knew I'd lost my house. And, uh, and it was, a, you know, that's a really humbling situation to be in and especially at the time to tell my wife then you know we're not we're not married now of course um poor girl um but it, it was it was it was a really tough thing to deal with and of course your ego then takes a massive bashing um so i got to 31 and, and then I, I went and um i became a cleaner in a factory for five pound an hour cleaning toilets um and i remember why i did it because you know at the time i could have gotten i could have gone and got a job or something like that, but I had nothing. And I thought, you know, I really, I remember thinking that I really want to experience it. I really want to experience what it feels like to, to, to be at rock bottom at that point. Although I wasn't at rock bottom, actually looking back, I had two kids and we still had somewhere to live and there was a lot of things to be grateful for. Well, I wasn't grateful for anything really at that point. So, so I learned in that experience, humility and, um, and vulnerability and, and and it was really tough and, and and actually for a year i didn't go out of my bedroom i stayed locked in my bedroom um with the, the curtains closed um just you know sitting in front of a computer trying to get things happen and it was it, nothing worked you know borrowing money off the mortgage and all that sort of thing you, you know we'd moved from a big house to a small house and i was you know i was just in a mess um, but looking back, I mean, what an experience, you know, it, you know, life, life wanted to pull the rug and teach me humility because, you know, we don't need big heads in this world. Yeah. And, and in that kind of world, dance music, I, I imagine it's a big drug scene. Did you get into the drug scene and get out of it? Yeah, no, I was never, I was never into, I, you, you, I mean, you're absolutely right. A big part of the, of it was ecstasy. And actually, I've, I, I, truthfully, I've never taken ecstasy. I wasn't a raver or a dance music guy. I listened to the Beatles and I played my guitar. Um, so I just found myself in that, in that position, but I was, I, it, it wasn't my thing, you know? Mm. Um, so uh, no, I never, I never got, I, I never was a, was a part of that. 
Yeah, thank God for that. I mean, uh, we, we had International Women's Day yesterday, uh, which Lee, uh, CEO of the Inspiring Leadership Trust, ran a great event with people from America and Ireland. And Nicole Rahn set up a, a, a business um, called Alex, Alex's Adventures, and she's been on the podcast. Her, her brother was a big six foot four guy from Ireland, and he took drugs, but he thought he had one drug, and, and he actually had another one, and he took 50 times the dose, and, and his, his brain fried, and he had a heart attack, and he died. Oh, and, and so she set something up as a result of that to stop other people um, overdoing drugs and ruining their lives so it yeah. just it struck struck a, a chord in that that whole world yeah, um it. let's let's talk about it thank you for for sharing such clearly tough but high highest moments in your life you know the, the the best time the most joyous time and then the darkest moment both business and personal in your life what would you share the, the best moments, I remember standing on stage at one of my events and seeing 20,000 people, you know, out, out there raving, knowing they paid me 50 quid a ticket. Uh, and that was that was kind of that was exciting. Um, and I still I still vividly remember it. Um, I also remember because we, we used to have the merchandise stands and people we'd open the doors. And I remember thousands of people running at me with money to buy glow sticks and merchandise. And I was like, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> let me soak this up you know that's amazing um you know i said you know obviously the, the 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 main thing is my kids being born that 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 that's that that's the most important how, how old are they now steve uh, my daughter's 23 and my son's 20 and that you know they've turned out to be great people so uh, and uh, so, so 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 aside from that um yeah, being on the stage on the rave, and, and and there's been records that I've produced which have done well over the years, and you go, oh yeah, I really enjoyed that, and and completing my first marathon, I've done I've done ten marathons now, but completing wow. the first one was, was a real moment, um, and then and then after that, I got into personal development in a big way, and I lost you know, nearly nearly four and a half stone. Wow, um, and that was a massive moment for me because I'd always struggled with my my body concept and, and my weight. So to be so to get into that mindset to be able to do that, that was that was probably one of the best things I've ever achieved, and it felt amazing. Um, so so that was great. Um, and have then you, have you uh, have you tried intermittent fasting? The sixteen hours of fasting and eight hours of eating. Have you tried that yet? uh no i do something else actually and i still do it now so once a year i'll detox for around about 40 days wow. i don't eat so i just have uh shakes which give you enough vitamins and then water and coffee so you spend 40 days and basically it what it does is you know i'm not, I'm not recommending people do it but it works for me completely detoxes the body gives the body a rest all the bowels you know all, all the internal organs and you just come out of it feeling absolutely incredible. But there's a lot of tough moments on it as well. You know, withdrawal from food and stuff is, is, is tough. But I, I'm always, I do that once a year. And, I, and in between times, I do other fasts as well. I, I just, the body doesn't, you know, when I, when I was growing up, it was always, well, you need three meals a day and breakfast is the most important meal. And you must stuff yourself self full by nine o'clock. You know, so so I, you know, as I've got older, I, I'm a big fan of of, of detoxing and, and just allowing the body to breathe. You know, mm. uh, rather than chucking it through full of you know. No, completely agree. Well, I've, I've been going for just a week. I got a nutritionalist who I met uh, on one golden nugget, and um, she recommended um, the intermittent fasting, and I've been doing Barbara. it for, for about a week. Barbara, 
Barbara, Barbara recommended it, and uh, I met her through your One Golden Nugget. Nice. Uh, she's a lovely lady. And uh, yes. I'm finding already in a week, these 16 hours, so I, I last meal 7.30, first meal 11.30, uh, I'm feeling great. Real, uh, they, they call it ketosis, where you've got that, that process of burning up the, the fat to yeah. think. And I'm very clear-headed in the morning. And yeah. uh, and then also you've got the um, autophagy, where where it's it's getting rid of the dead cells and the folded proteins and things, and and rebuilding new cells. So increasing your your lifespan and reducing your cancer cancer chance. So um, it, it's, I, I like it. I like it. Let's go to a couple of the darkest moments, personal and work. Which which would you mention? Um, yeah, there's been plenty of those. In terms in terms of work, it was certainly certainly losing my first business at 31. As I said, I didn't come out of my bedroom for a year. That was that was that was massively tough. Um, I, I had a, I had a proper collapse when I was 41 because you know my, my marriage fell apart and. Um, you know, that, that was incredibly tough. I also had another business at that point, which I lost and I found myself um, living in my office and, um, and, and, and that was horrendous. So I spent the best part of, you know, three or four months there and, um, you know, my mental health just, it, 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 I didn't have any mental health. It just, it just collapsed. Mm. looking back you call it a breakdown yeah probably because you know I you know I, I didn't have anything you know I didn't have anywhere to live uh, and being homeless is is, is is not a nice experience um, but I find in those experiences as I said with the nuggets that, that there's always always the light somewhere and 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 I remember reaching the absolute rock bottom and my friend phoned me up who was living in Manila at the time and he's like all right he calls me cheese so he was like cheese I'll buy you a plane ticket, get, get, get on the flight tonight and come over and stay with me for a couple of months. And I did. And I, and I just, I, I turned myself into somebody else, come back and business took off again. My life took yeah. off again. And it was, a, it was a beautiful thing. So, you know, I would like to take this opportunity to remind anybody that if you're going through a tough time, it's just keep going. You know, there's always the next thing around the corner. Um, and, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And I certainly yeah. wasn't okay. I, there was nothing I could do. You know, I just had this pain in my brain. I remember it for months and, 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 whatever you know that that life does that sometimes it, it's it's like it's like get get through it and i did and and and, and looking the, the other positive from it is is then when you feel good you realize actually how bad you did feel yeah um and how low you actually got so so then then you just absolutely wrap yourself up in those beautiful feelings of of life and 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 know that that nothing lasts forever so it was it was it was really really challenging yeah but, well I, I i can't imagine how tough it was for you but i in my own way relate to what you went through because i suppose this time last year when pandemic hit business was down uh and i'm still battling with my ex-wife and yet to resolve things on the money i pay her which i hope will end at some stage because i've been paying for nine years and um I was in such a dark place, I thought of taking my own life. And uh, luckily, with the love of Lee and the support of that and friends and family and therapy, um, I got through it. But I, I do relate to um, what you described. And I, I know how to get people out of it now. And I've helped others. But you have to, in some ways, I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but you almost have to go there to know 
it, it, you can't judge anybody else who, who has mental health challenges because you can't see it. They look all right, but you know that they just have a bad day or a bad week or whatever. And a number of the business leaders that I've been coaching and talking to lately, quite a number uh, have had challenges in this, in this pandemic. Yeah, but actually, I think when looking back, I just think it's part of life's rich tapestry. You know, it is, it is what it is. And those moments appear and, and they appear for everybody in some in some degree. You know, some people have it far worse. You know, I, I actually looking back, you know, there was a lot of positives in that situation. And, and actually it just molds you into who you are, because like now, you know, you, it, you know, if, if you if you come across a difficult situation in life or, or, or business or whatever it be you know actually well a it will pass and b i'll get through it and i'll find a solution so i think it hardens you in a good way you know uh, and and teaches you many things so you know what whilst when you're in it it's painful um but but there, there's always a way out of it you know and you talk about you know suicide or whatever but that that's a temporary solution uh, and and that doesn't work uh, and there's always the next op- there's always the next thing coming it always yeah. comes no you're so right i think i think that was described as a a permanent solution to a temporary problem yeah. and uh, uh, and you're quite right all people hit the booze um i i haven't um it's no. not really something much i do um no. let's take you back to when you were that young 18 year old lad and everything was rip roaring along yeah. Uh, knowing what you know now with all the experiences that you've had, what bit of advice would you give your younger self with the wisdom that you've gained from one golden nugget? Uh, take it slow. Take, take it, slow. it very, very slow um, because otherwise you'll trip up. You know, yeah. the, and I was always in a massive rush. You know, by the time I'm 27, I want to be a billionaire and I have everything sorted. And, and as, you, as you increase up that mountain of life, the problems only increase. Um, you know, the more money you get, the more problems you have, mm. you know, you know, it's it, just because you've got money don't mean say you've got no problems. So you have to become that person. So I, I, I would be really saying to myself, look, you know, there's no rush. You know, I was in such a rush. Uh, and what's the point in that? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm annoyed with myself slightly that I did, was in so much of a rush. I really was. But it created that energy and that 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 huge business by the time I'm 27. But it, but it, it's it's to take it take it one one very careful step at a time. Very wise, very wise. So let's go around the inspiring leadership compass about what uh, makes high performing leaders and teams. Uh, the work that Lee and I did that you know about. The first is the true north, the moral quotient MQ. Um, what what two or three values do you live by, and how do you get yourself? back onto true north when you let it slip a bit well the first thing the first one is um is tell the truth uh and it may seem a simple one but 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 you know i remember especially when you know when i was younger you know you tell lies or whatever you know no not big lies but you're always kind of you know ducking and diving a bit And, and and the thing is to tell the absolute truth because then there's nothing to hide you you know you can you can just be free mentally um so, so, so that that's my that's my major one, um, and the other, you know, the other one is the, the, the other value is is kindness because you you know we we mentioned earlier you know you don't know what other people are going through, and I was certainly when I was younger wasn't kind I didn't give a rat's 
oh, I, I won't swear. I didn't, I didn't really care about other people. And, and, and actually that, that's, that, that's the biggest thing for me is caring about other people and, and being kind and telling the truth. And it might sound a bit twee, it does a little bit, but, 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 uh, but I, th I just think it's so important because I think if you're gonna get on in life, people have got to like you and, and they've got to trust you. And they'll try, you know, we have this intuition, um, which is born within us. And we're not taught it in school, but it's there. You know, you can feel when someone's not truthful. You can feel when somebody's, you know, that it doesn't sit right. And it's an unspoken thing. But when you are truthful, uh, even when you messed up, you say, oh, God, you messed up. You know, OK, great. You know, move, move on. So 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 that 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 would that would be my take on on, on values. Yeah. And, and there's a great book I'd recommend to you and to other other listeners it's aimed at the male audience and not all books can hit every gender every type of person uh, by a guy called Steve Kuhn K-U-H-N and I met him on Clubhouse uh, a very inspirational individual probably actually worth having on one golden nugget if we can yeah. get him on um, I'm going to get him on my podcast and, and when I've uh, secured him for that I think he'd be fantastic on one golden yeah, nugget He's been through a lot. Um, he was in the uh, US Army, uh, German speaker and uh, PTSD and various things that he's been through. And uh, he talks about hit in his book, Unleash the Humble Alpha. Unleash Your Humble Alpha is his book. And it's an easy read. Uh, I listen to audio, as you know, I'm dyslexic. So all, all the time it's auditory for me. But he just talks about the little three letter mnemonic hit, honesty, integrity and transparency and and i know if i look back through my life the times when i've come unpicked is when i haven't kept honest i haven't kept my integrity and i haven't been fully transparent and now like you if lee wakes me at two in the morning and asks me a question i can happily answer that question and i'm not covering up or making any stories things like that and it's just such a better way of living so, yeah, I think uh, MQ and HIT is a good one. Let's go to PQ, meaning and purpose, purpose intelligence question. What, what, what's your calling, your dharma, your, your vocation? What gives your life meaning and purpose, Steve? Uh, meaning and purpose is, is what we do at One Gold Nugget, and that's to raise the consciousness of humanity by sharing wisdom, truth, vulnerability, um, positivity and kindness. You know, that, that's, that's me this is me now, you know, I'm 50 later this year. This is, this is the business I'm going to be doing for the rest of you know, my working life. Um, why? Because, because I have found my purpose and, and I believe you can, you know, when you found your purpose, because it just feels right. When I was doing all the other things I've ever done, it never quite felt right. I was always looking for the next thing, but you know, I, I now know in this, in, in what I'm doing, um, that that, it, that it's the right thing to do because because it feels right and and actually it benefits so many people. So, what a wonderful thing to do is, you know, with, with the nuggets, you know, one one nugget can actually change the course of someone else's life. So, what a great thing to do. Yeah, and and Steve, uh, you'll be listened to in over fifty countries uh, in your podcast uh, and the video that people watch on the on the website jonathanperks.com. So that. They're going to be listening, and I'm sure you'll touch people's lives with your uh, authentic, frank story. And I appreciate just the way uh, this chat is going. So thank you. Health quotient is the, the next, uh, often not in many leadership models, but mental and physical health and well-being. Um, how do you keep yourself physical, uh, physically and mentally healthy 
we've talked a bit about uh, fasting, but but uh, and marathons, but uh, and we've also talked about mental health. But any anything else that you'd like to share about your physical, mental health, and well-being? Absolutely, yoga. I do Bikram yoga. So I started that uh, four years ago, uh, and I do it three to four times a week, maybe more. Um, and and it's just it is the master key for for mental for me for mental uh, and physical well-being you know it, 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 the first time I ever went to yoga I came out of there going god I found my thing you know it just settles the mind so yoga 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 as much of that as possible and meditation um you know I'm a big meditator um and and you know I, I I interviewed a guy in New York about his nugget and he his nugget was about having a cup of tea with yourself and just taking time out to sit there without a phone, without thinking anything, just have a cup of tea. And, and so I do that every day now because of him. So that's why nuggets can change your life. I built that into my day where I just sit there and don't do anything. And I'm a big believer in, in stillness because in st when you're still, you can hear. And I believe that, that the universe, life or whatever whispers. So, so when you're still, you can hear it. When you're in fear and when you and when and when you're you know the brain's going like nuts you know you can't hear anything so i'm a big believer in stillness and walking and all those things i, I just think they come with a bit of age as well you know you, you don't want to go out clubbing all the time right you know you've done that that phase of your life and actually what actually what everyone is looking for is they're not looking for money they're looking for peace peace of mind so I, I, so I do those things and, and reading as well. And, and, and of course, being around people that, that you love deeply because, you know, there, there's nothing better than that. You know, going for a run with my son, you know, seeing my daughter or, you know, and my mum, of course, you know, all those things um, are, are, are the foundations of a, of a great life. So, so I do those, you know, and I don't drink, but, you know, I've never, I've never, I've never been into drinking. So, um, um, you, you know, because that, that's that's a different subject altogether um so yeah but yoga yoga is the main thing yeah did you did you ever drink or know anybody who did i mean you mentioned mum's still alive is dad still alive or is he passed no my dad's not no and you know he, he liked to drink and and he taught me so much because of that and um yeah it's not it's, it's not a great it's not a great thing to to over overindulge in in in, in booze because you know it's a it's a depressant at the end of the day that's what alcohol is you know the old glass of red wine is fine but 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 it's, it's just never it's never interests me and actually if i do have two glasses of red wine now on a rare occasion i just feel terrible mm. you know and, and i and i think i think life is about energy and what you want is as much energy positive energy as possible flowing through your body and you know and through your mind so, um, you know, you, you, but it's different for everybody. You've got to be aware of what your triggers are. You know, some people don't like yoga. Some people don't like running. Well, you know, do, what, do what's right for you. You know, there's no one person that, that, that fits. You know, I can say, say someone and somebody else doesn't want to do it. You know, that doesn't work for them. Mm -hmm. so, so I think it's about finding what works for you. And when you found that, then, then capitalizing on it and, and, you know, doing it. Yeah. Oh, what you say fits completely with me. So every other day I do yoga, 30 minutes. On the alternative days, I do HIIT training in the gym with nice. weights in my garage, <laughs> gym. Uh, but it is my gym now. Uh, and this morning the weather was nice. So I went for a 5K run with the dog, which was just glorious. 
apart from the fact he charged into me and tried to bowl me over, but he didn't mean to. He was just running and, and I was running and we crashed uh, badly. But I, I thought of two books that you mentioned, which are great resources. One, uh, great, uh, I'm a great fan of Ryan Holiday and Daily Stoic, uh, The Obstacle is the Way, Ego is the Enemy. Uh, but he did one book called Stillness is the Key, which is very key about Stoics and stillness. Uh, everything you said about uh, peace of mind, I, I so agree with that. And then what you've been describing and what I found has really helped my physical mental health is uh, habit stacking, which James uh, Clear talks about in his book, Atomic Habits. And uh, habit stacking is where you, you make all the good habits in your life so easy to do. So I get up at 7.30, I'm straight listening to the Daily Stoic. As I go upstairs, then I sit and I do 20 minutes of headspace mindfulness. Then I'm either doing the yoga for 30 minutes or I'm in the gym. Then I walk the dog and then I start work at 10. Well, that sounds very late, but I might work through till seven uh, and have a, a power nap at lunchtime. But I think having a routine and habits that are healthy for you and nutrients that I take and um, uh, the uh, intermittent fasting, it just I, I feel much younger, much healthier than ever before because of good habits. What about you? Are you a big man for habits? Oh, absolutely. My, my, one of my big habits is drinking, you know, four litres of water a day. Um, and every day I do that and, and my body craves it, um, you know, because, it, you know, without high, proper hydration, I mean, Barbara will tell you that, you know, it, it's, it affects everything. So you, you're right, habits. You, it, it, there's, the, there's that great phrase uh, about positive thinking that, that, that you know, it, it's like washing, that if you don't do it daily, you're going to get dirty. And it is that thing. It is that habitual um, doing it daily and it becomes part of your routine that, that makes it work I mean you say starting work at 10 you know often now especially during lockdown I don't start to 11 because I spend the first two hours of the day doing yoga or focusing on something you, you know something you know running or something you know and it's like well I start at 11 because you know my business is international so who says I've got to start at nine and that's a conditioned thing that we're taught well you must be at work at nine o'clock you know, no, no, 9 a.m. doesn't actually suit me. 11 suits me better. And then I'll work through until I go to sleep. I'm not always sat in front of my computer, but I'm always just doing my thing. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm sat there thinking on planning or, or whatever. So, so um, you know, that, that I think you've got to find what works for you. And, and uh, I tried getting to work at 7 a.m. sometimes when I had an office and it's just it becomes so painful. No, no, it's not no. who I am. No, uh, I'm very much like you. And I think I want to give a shout out for, for your friend, Barbara Cox, the nutritionist, who yeah. gave me some good advice. And uh, she's going to be on the podcast uh, later this year. Oh, great. Um, so thank you to you for that. Um, CQ is the next one. We used to call it IQ, um, which, which is obviously a measurement of, of raw intelligence and wisdom. But I find that's a bit passe. It only counts for 6% of people's success. Whereas these days, cultural intelligence quotient, CQ, uh, it is, there's so much emphasis these days on diversity, equality, and inclusion. And, and, and that really is captured with this cultural intelligence quotient. How good are you at adapting to one culture and then moving around the world to another culture, or even moving from company to company with a different culture? W what have you done when you've been good at cultural intelligence and and at times when you find people who are not good at it what's what's been your experience cultural intelligence well 
when I go to America, the Americans don't get my humour for a start, you know, and, I, and I, so I do, I, do, I, do, I, do, I do get that point. Um, however, you, you know, my, my take on it is slightly different, that, that I'm always just myself. And it's like take me or leave me. It don't matter where I am, you know. I'm, I can't. I can't put on. I can't become somebody different to fit in with something else, you know. And 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 there's you know this whole thing about diversity and whatever. You know, I'm just a great believer that life is energy, and everybody is just vibration energy, in a meat suit, right? And it doesn't matter who you are, what background you're from. We're all exactly the same thing. Um, so you know, I, I mentally just try and remove those barriers of, of that, that someone's different or, mm. you know, because, because it says that we're in this country, you're going to be different to me. Yes, yes, to a certain extent that they are, you know, that, but I just try and be, does that answer your question? I just try and be who I am. And, and, and again, looking at the person with kindness and love and trying to understand them and, you, you know, maybe, yeah. I mean, not so much traveling at the moment, right? But, but yeah, just try and be myself. I hope that answers that question. It does indeed. And, and I think this accepting that people are different, they're not wrong, they're just different. Oh, and, totally. And do you understand uh, walking in their shoes, where they're coming from? And have you heard their story? I find it very powerful. There's a book called Life is in the Transitions. And you talked about some of your own transitions. Yeah. that we often think I'll, I'll get my life together when I'm through this bad patch or this good patch, then I'll get back to normal life. But actually some of the richest parts of your life are, as you just described in some of the most challenging going on to emotional quotient EQ from X one round the compass. Uh, what have you done to develop rapport and listening skills and, and your way to connect with people? Well, listening skills is a habit because there's nothing worse than when someone's talking over you, right? That's that's you know, that 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 that's totally disrespectful to somebody else. So so that's a skill I learned, and, and you know, learning that that sort of EQ thing, you know, for me has been has been about reading and education, because I certainly didn't have any emotional you know intelligence you know back 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 in, in you know years ago, um, so. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's just about, um, you know, having a deep respect for other people and, um, you know, well, I, I, you know, I, I just spend my days trying to think kind thoughts. Yeah. And that, lo that lovely comment someone said to me once, you know, always remember, what if I'm wrong? What if we're wrong? And, and if we are wrong, uh, how do we get over it? So I think taking that healthy view, resilience is the next one, RQ. Uh, getting bouncing back from setbacks, disappointments, adversity. Uh, you know, you've had a lot of setbacks, uh, and, and so those tough, humbling moments. What what bit of wisdom are you going to share about resilience? Well, 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 actually, I'm lucky enough to be built with it, and I didn't even realise I was. So every time I get, did get knocked down, I, I would just get back up again, and it's just something I have inherent within me. Um, and, and a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, have that. That they just bounce straight back up again um but it's something you can learn again and 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 i think the thing is you know when you do you know in terms of resilience when you do get knocked down the emotion of poor me can instantly appear but it's not fair this is the you know uh, and i certainly used to have that but then but then you learn that that's absolute rubbish you know that that everybody is going everybody has that same experience and and if you don't get back up you're just going to lay there 
So, so and that's the that's the worst thing you can do. You know, Joe Foster, one of our founders in our no relation to me, one of our founders in the universe who who who, who started Reebok. You know, his thing is just keep going. That's his nugget. And it's and it's so true. You don't have a choice. Well, actually, you do have a choice. You can lay down and accept defeat, um, but that's more painful. And I know when I've run marathons and you get to mile 22, and it's more painful actually to start walking than it is to keep running because the body's in that 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 mode. And I learned that from from marathon running that 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 actually it's more more painful to stop. And and you know, imagine you know stopping a marathon at 22 miles. It would live with you for the rest of your life that you. You couldn't get it done. Yeah. Uh, and there's a great book as well. I forget the lady who, who wrote it, but it's called Grit. And that, yes. And that, yeah, yeah. And and that's a, that's a book worth reading. So so I I, I think it, you know if you do ever get knocked down and you reach that point and you feel that actually you know oh why is it me all that sort of jazz you know you really got to look at yourself and actually you know you need to upgrade your skills and you need to you know shut up. Yeah. and pick yourself up and it doesn't matter from what position because nobody cares you know at the end of the day you know you fall down and you don't get up I, I don't I, I don't I, I have empathy but I don't I'm not going to sit there worrying about it because I'm thinking about myself everybody yeah. thinks about themselves right pretty much they're they're thinking about their day and what they're doing so 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 and when I have fallen down in the past you know no one's gonna no one's gonna pick you up but yourself no and I must say some of the, the great grit training that I had was obviously my 20 years in the military where I went and did the airborne selection to get my red berry in my parachute wings. Uh, and yeah, the instructors had no sympathy. I mean, I remember that once there was a guy lagging at the back and as officers, we'd have to go back and encourage them and bring them forward. And this corporal clearly hated officers. And I was this arrogant, pompous officer in his eyes. I probably was. And, and, and he said, you know, carry his pack. And I said, but, but staff, so I had to call them staff, so respect. I've got my own 60 pound pack. He said, I oh, know you need to have two 60 pound packs. I went, yes, staff, right. So I, I had to thread my arms through this guy's pack, this Bergen on the front and the other one behind. No, I couldn't run with that, but I was just staggering along. And of course this little spring chicken went, thanks. Cheers, mate. Oof. He was off and he ran up, caught up with the group and I'm at the back and the couple kept going, you're a loser. Just give up. Honestly, you're not going to get through. Just there's a wagon here behind the jack wagon. Just jack in, get on the wagon and piss off and go back to your snotty nosed officer's mess, wherever you're from. He said, because you're not going to make it through. You're not going to get your maroon berry and you're not going to get your parachute wings. You're a loser. I went, thanks, stuff. I'm going to keep going. Thank you. And I just like little, little wibble wobbler. And, and he got so annoyed. He kept shouting at me and all this kind of stuff. And I just kept going. And he went, hey, Johnson, come back. Take your Bergen. So he took his Bergen back and I, and I could just carry on. But I was shot through. I mean, I just made it through. And what they did then was we got to the barrier at the end of the 10 miler, having been through all the mud and stuff. And he goes, I think we'll go and do that again. <laughs> Turn around. And of course, at that stage of the 80 of us left, 10 gave up instantly. They got on the Land Rover, they said, forget it, I'm off. Do you know what? He only took us 500 meters down the road and he said, okay, that was good enough, let's go back in. But of course he was just seeing who would give up if, if life doesn't work out as you thought it would. You know, the enemy don't go, oh, it's four o'clock, the Brits have tea. You know, they don't do that, do they? They, they, they just keep coming at you. So um, yeah, 
Um, resilience, uh, you really triggered that. We're sorry, uh, off on one of my stories. Brand, uh, reputation, image and impact, yours, Steve, your brand. Uh, how do you get to learn what people say about you? Because they say that your brand is what they say about you when you're not in the room. So have you done 360? Uh, how do you get independent people to give you feedback, not an echo chamber of your mates saying what a lovely guy you are and stuff? How, how do you grow and develop? Feedback on brand. Um, well, we're very blessed, actually, you know, with our founder members in our universe. They're, they're very honest with us and they tell us. Uh, and I, so I think if you have that in terms of your brand, if you have that culture where you're where you put out there that you, you're you're uh, you're open to, to feedback, people will give it. People love to give a, people love to give an opinion. Um, so I think that's the main thing we do. Um, yeah, does that answer the question? It does. No, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, we're open to it. So if you're yeah. open to it, it will come. If you closed off and then this is the way we're doing it. Because, you know, at the end of the day with a brand, you know, we only have our idea of what it should be. But actually, it's 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 the big world that's going to tell you what they want it to become. One Golden Nugget, when it started, was one thing. and It's become something else. And that's really through the transition of founder members and people we've met and people we've had nuggets, always giving opinion. Because, oh, yeah, if you try that other thing, actually, that doesn't work or your logo's rubbish at the moment or whatever. You know, it, it, it's, it's so being open and receptive to that is, 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 is something. It's a constant feedback return loop. Yeah, um, it's very good. And, and always, I think at any stage, if you're not prepared to hear feedback, you've stopped growing. And, um, and get, getting a process of 360 feedback from above, beside, particularly beside in businesses, people don't get it from their peers. They get yeah. it from their directs or they suck up their boss, but the, the peers are, are very frank often with them. And it's yeah. not, it's not kind sometimes, but, but that really helps people to, to pick a couple of behaviors they can work on. Um, the last one before we go into your book recommendation and, and then your top tip would be your legacy. I think it's linked to this idea of um, uh, the consciousness of humanity that you talked about, but what would you like your legacy to be in your personal life? with your son and your daughter uh, and in your work? Uh, in, in, terms of, in terms of my kids, the, the, uh, my legacy, just that he was kind. He was yeah. a kind person. Um, you know, anything else for, for me is, is, is irrelevant. You know, um, in terms of what we're doing business-wise, legacy, oh, I don't, you know, I, I mean, I would like to be someone who, that, that made a difference in terms of other people's lives, in terms of the, the nuggets and the wisdom that we shared and, and actually, you know, that, that improved the quality of their lives, that made them feel, um, that made them feel elevated. Um, you know, I'll let life decide what my legacy is, I think, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, however long I've got left on this, this planet, I'll just, you know, do the absolute best I can to, to on our, on our journey to raise the consciousness of humanity and, you know, when on, on that journey you know we've got big goals you know we want to turn this into an a billion pound company because wow. I believe there's space for it in, in the world you know Facebook LinkedIn Twitter all those things yeah they share what they share but we share what we share and it's different uh, and I believe there's an opportunity for us to, to take take that spot um, and we're doing it and it's working so um, you know I'll, I'll let other people decide what you know what our success is you know if i've enjoyed that ride and i've made a difference then 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 wonderful um you know that's that's, that's really where i am with it 
I don't yeah. think too much about legacy. I'm just trying to, you know, I try and, you know, sit in the moment. You know, I think it's very important to sit in the moment. Yeah. We're too busy focused on the future all the time or the past. Yeah. So to be sat in the moment and work from there and, and you know, enjoy that moment. We've got moments to live. And this yeah, moment. Yeah, and right. this moment. Yeah, moments to live. I love that one. Yeah. Um, so last two. Um, what book would you recommend? You, you read a lot of books, but but if you were to pick just one, this really good leadership advice, which book would you recommend to people? Um, I remember reading it at 35 and, and it was Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And the reason I would recommend that book is the main takeaway from the book is thoughts become things. And, you know, everything in life is cause and effect. You know, everything we see in the outside world is in effect and there's always a cause for it. And the start of that cause is always thought. So so, so it doesn't matter what you want to create, who you want to become, what do you want to do? You know, it, it's about thinking the best thoughts that you can think and, and, and living life through, through, through that, living life in that way. And that's what I learned from that book. Um, you know, it, and it, it changed me. It's a little old in terms of the, the, uh, the text in the book, but it's a classic and it really is the, the, the master book in my opinion to um to having a great life you know yeah. think and grow rich and it's not about becoming rich it's becoming you know, rich financially it's about having a rich life because success and this is the thing i think about life you know that the people are too hung up on how much money they've got and and a great life is not about that a great life is about so many other things it's a blend of those a blend of things mm. so being rich is about having that you know that that beautiful blend and working on it yeah, it's a, it's a lovely, lovely book. And I, I read it years ago and I'm going to now, because of that, listen to it again. I've got to get the audio version. Yeah. So we're at the final stage. Um, I'd love you to do a formal introduction to yourself and your top tip, uh, a two minute slot of, of why you chose that tip and what it means for people to practice it in, in reality. So over to you. Sure. So my name is Stephen Foster. I'm the founder of One Golden Nugget, which is a universe for sharing wisdom, truth, vulnerability, positivity and kindness. And my top tip for life, which I've learned, is, is a very simple phrase and it's my nugget as well. And it's just be the love. Um, why? Just be the love. Because everything you do, every interaction you have, every email you send, every conversation you have, every business deal that you do, anything, just impregnate it with love um, love everything that you do love the tough moments because the tough moments are only sent to, to 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 create an experience and learn from if you create resistance in life it's going to hold you back so it's it's about loving everything and that can be really tough at times but that's my top tip and i work on it daily <laughs> yeah work in progress always is steve foster thank you very much indeed uh inspirational authentic down to earth call it out as it is i've really enjoyed the session i've learned a lot uh and i look forward to our friendship continuing in the in the coming years you meet people for a season a reason or a lifetime i think i met you for all three so steve thank you very much for being on the inspiring leadership series and thank you for having me you're a legend thank you mate So now you've heard from one of the inspiring leaders that I've interviewed, what are you going to do next? If you want to get some more free material, go to my website, jonathanperks.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Jonathan Bowman Perks. 
And there you can get access to my books, uh, Inspiring Leadership and Top Tips for Inspiring Leaders. But if you want to actually do something about being a leader and constantly improving your game, raising your performance, get in touch with me about coaching you or one of your team that you want to raise the game for them. It's got to be people who want to be good to great, not people who you're trying to fire. And if you're looking for a motivational speaker, get in touch. Or if you want me to work with your team coach, I would be delighted to help you.